Thank you for tuning in to the Career Exploration Podcast, brought to you by Northeast Ohio Medical University's College of Pharmacy. You're listening to the Career Exploration Podcast for future and current pharmacists. We're glad you're here, and we're looking forward to introducing you to some of the many career paths available for pharmacists. Hello there. Thank you so much for tuning into the Career Exploration Podcast, brought to you by Northeast Ohio Medical University's College of Pharmacy. My name is Fadi Abdul-Rasool, and I'll be one of your co-hosts for this podcast series. I'm an assistant professor in the College of Pharmacy, along with the director of Pipeline Programs. And I'm Kristen Longstreth. I'm an associate professor in the College of Pharmacy at Neomed and the director of Workforce Development. I'll be your other co-host for this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, we're extremely excited uh, that you're joining us and to start this podcast. So Dr. Longstreth, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am to start this podcast series. I think it's long overdue. Very exciting. Very exciting. Exactly. I think our students have been asking for this for a while, and I think it's a great resource not only for our students, uh, but for prospective students, as well as maybe current pharmacists who are out there and and thinking about switching roles from one area of pharmacy to another. So I think this really is going to be a great resource for a lot of people. Definitely. Definitely. It's going to be a huge resource, I think. Before we get into that, though, do you want to tell everyone just a little bit about Neomed, perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. So Uh, I actually graduated from Neomed's College of Pharmacy in 2014. Uh, And so Neomed, or Northeast Ohio Medical University, is a state university um, located in Rootstown, Ohio. And so Neomed has a College of Pharmacy, a College of Medicine, and a College of Graduate Studies. Um, So Neomed was actually founded way back in 1973, and it was just a College of Medicine. Um, The College of Pharmacy came in in around 2007. And since then, and then we've added a, a College of Graduate Studies as well. And so, like I said, a state university located in Northeast Ohio, uh, we are about an hour or so south, southeast of Cleveland, uh, about 45 minutes west of Youngstown, about 20 minutes east of Akron. So um, kind of in, in the middle of a lot of different metropolitan areas. I like the information, Dr. A, but that was a little dry. So now let's talk about the fun part. <laughs> Maybe let's talk about what makes Neomed special. You were a student at Neomed. I'm a faculty member at Neomed. Maybe we should share why we think Neomed's so special. Absolutely. And you know what? I always tell people I never went to pharmacy school to become a college professor. And yet here I am. And it's one thing that Neomed actually does really great. The faculty are phenomenal. And, you know, I I remember when I was a student here, I could walk up and down these hallways and their doors were always open. You could pop into anyone's office whenever you needed anything. They're always so helpful. I felt like so much more than a student when I was here. You know, they they truly, truly cared about my success um, and they wanted to see me succeed and they helped in any way that they could. And I knew that I wanted to be a part of that for sure. And so that's why I, I was actually volunteer faculty after I graduated uh, for like two and a half years. So I was working full time at another job and still came in and, and taught lectures and graded assessments just because I wanted to be a part of the community here at Neomed. And so I... I have fallen in love with Neomed's College of Pharmacy. I think it's phenomenal what we have going on here. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm really excited to kind of share that with, with a lot of other people. Um, you know, I think the other unique thing is we stress interprofessional education quite a bit here, you know? So as a student here, you'll be in an interprofessional education course every single semester. So you'll be working with the medical students on some projects. You'll be working with nursing students at other colleges and physicians associate students and nurse practitioners uh, and a whole bunch of other healthcare providers as well. So 
it's really important to teach the students together while they are, you know, in the classroom, while they are students, so that when they get out into practice, they kind of know what everyone's role on that team is. So I always tell people Neomed is kind of like a hidden gem here in Northeast Ohio. Uh, you know, our, our name isn't huge. Some people might not know about us, uh, but it truly is a hidden gem. I agree with everything that you said. Definitely the student faculty relationships that was at the top of my list. I think the one thing that I'll add is that a lot of the faculty and the majority of the faculty actually are shared faculty, which means they're in a role where they come to the campus and they teach, but they also work at a practice site as a pharmacist. So students are able to learn from pharmacists that are out every day practicing what they're teaching in the classroom. And they're able to bring in a lot of real life situations that the students can learn from. And I think it, it's very valuable to have have that in the in the education. I think it, um, it definitely definitely creates another opportunity for them to learn from people that are using the information every day. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. You know, and I always tell students, I remember when I was a student here, I, uh, you know, in the classroom, like you said, I would learn from the shared faculty, right? Um, and and some of them actually are going to be guest speakers on some of our episodes uh, a little bit later as well. But I remember they they taught us in the classroom. And then in my fourth year of pharmacy school, so in your fourth year, you're out on those clinical rotations the entire year. So you're not in the classroom at all. And you're just out on those clinical rotations. And so on some of those rotations, I had the same faculty who taught me in the classroom were also teaching me out in the clinical setting as well, which was great, right? Which was awesome to have the same faculty member there. At the same time as a student, if they asked me a question, I couldn't use the excuse that, oh, well, we never learned that because they know exactly what they taught us in the classroom. So that never worked out too well. Very true. Very true. We <laughs> talked a little bit about Neomed, but you know what I'm thinking is there are a lot of podcasts out there, lots of podcasts. So why, why would someone want to listen to this podcast? How, we, we need to make a pitch. We need to, to really make sure that they understand what they're going to be hearing and what's to come. And hopefully we'll get people excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me start by saying, I wish I had something like this when I was in high school or when I was in undergrad and college. Uh, I think a lot of times, you know, high school students or undergrad college students, they, they think of pharmacy and they think, nope, nah, nah, too boring, right? Counting pills all day. Sounds too boring. I don't want to do that. Or taking pills from a big bottle to a little bottle. No, I'm, I'm good. I want to do a little bit more than that, right? What takes so long filling a prescription? What takes so long counting those pills? Why is it taking you so long to do that? You know, so I think a lot of times they equate uh, pharmacy with, you know, community retail pharmacy, like a CVS Walgreens Rite Aid, or maybe even a hospital pharmacy as well. And while those are just two of the areas of pharmacy that exist, there is so much more out there. And I think a lot of our students will tell you the same. And a lot of our alumni will tell you the same as well. You know, you don't really learn about a lot of the different areas of pharmacy that are out there until you're in pharmacy school, until you're out there practicing. And I'm sure there are a lot of areas of pharmacy that Kristen, you and I both don't even know exist until, you know, someone might tell us later that that they exist. Yeah, that's that's so, so true. I, th I think this is going to be a great resource for prospective students that want to know more about pharmacy, but also for current students, even for alumni. If they're looking for a new position, they're looking for a change, or they just want to see what else is out there. I think it's going to be a resource for all of those, all of those potential pharmacists, future pharmacists, current pharmacists. I'm actually looking at our schedule right now of the people that we're going to be speaking with. And we have a lot of great guests. And, and like you said, we're going to learn a lot from this as well. We have an expert on medical cannabis coming in, solid organ transplant, the pharmaceutical industry, nuclear pharmacy. 
veterinary pharmacy. I mean, the list goes on and on. So some of these guests, these speakers will be our alumni, which is pretty cool to be able to speak to the alumni, see what they learned at Neomed, see how Neomed has prepared them for these careers. And then we'll also have some additional people coming in as well to share their stories too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at the schedule too, and I'm so excited to learn about some of these areas. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of familiar with some of them, but then there are some that I'm just like, I didn't even know that that was a thing, right? Like solid organ transplant, for example, like who knew that pharmacists could specialize in treating patients who've had a kidney transplant or a liver transplant? Like that just baffles my mind that there's such specific specialties and there's so much more out there. So, you know, yes, our listeners are definitely going to learn a, a lot uh, by listening to this podcast series. Uh, but I think you and I are also going to learn a lot by listening to it uh, or by hosting it uh, as well. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, to having our, our guest speakers come in and, and recording these episodes. I am as well. And before we get into the first episode with the uh, the first expert that we're going to talk to, I figured we probably should talk a little bit about ourselves. We're going to hear a lot of these career paths, these career stories, but perhaps we should explain a little bit about how we got to where we are. So I'm going to let you go first. So I'm going to act like I know nothing about you. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you, um, since graduating from Neomed, you know, to tell me about that career path and how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, you know, I think I think you're right. I think our listeners should probably know a little bit about uh, their hosts and, and how their hosts kind of got to where they are. So thanks for letting me go first. Um, so, yeah, you know, when I was, you know, in high school or undergrad in college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew it was something in the medical field. Well, at first, when I was in middle, middle school, I remember, you know, I wanted to be a pilot and then I got really tall and I was like, uh... I'm learning a lot. That's quite interesting. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I did. I definitely wanted to be a pilot. And then I, I got to be 6'4". And I'm like, I don't know if, if I'm going to fit in the cockpit and <laughs> how fun that's going to be. Um, but so anyway, so I explored, you know, the medical field and I knew that I wanted to do something in the medical field. And I just, I didn't know what. And, you know, so as director of uh, pipeline programs, I talk to prospective students all the time. And I feel like that's they're in the same boat, right? They're in the same thing. I want to do something in the medical field. I just don't know what, you know, maybe I just, I don't really want to be a doctor because it's a huge time commitment. Uh, you know, I don't want to be a nurse because it's it's maybe too hands-on with a patient. Uh, you know, so I, I want to do something. I'm just not sure what. So anyway, I got a job as a pharmacy technician uh, my freshman year of college. I'm um, like, let's let's see what what it you know what pharmacy life is like. Uh, so I got a job at, at Rite Aid as a pharmacy tech, and uh, it didn't take long for me to realize that that's exactly what I wanted to do. You know, I saw the impact that the pharmacist that I was working with had on her patients. Um, you know, 90% of the U.S. population lives within five miles of a pharmacy, making community pharmacists the most easily accessible healthcare professionals. Uh, you know, you don't have to make an appointment with your community pharmacist. You just walk in and ask for advice. Uh, we don't charge you for advice. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I knew that that's something that I wanted to do, right? Pharmacists always rank, you know, usually top five, usually third uh, amongst the, one of the top most trusted professionals, not just healthcare professionals, but professionals uh, nationwide. So it truly is a, a very trusted professional. Um, you know, and I saw the relationships that she built with those patients. They came to her, you know, for everything, not just medication related, but, you know, family stuff. And, and she knew everything about them inside and out. And, you know, I'm a people person. I'm like, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to have that sort of impact on my patients as well. So that's when I knew that I wanted to become a pharmacist. I think that's a huge part about working in the community too, having the relationships with the patients, you know, 
being able to kind of see them through multiple different, maybe problems that they're having or questions that they may have and being able to help them solve problems and take better care of themselves. So I think that's great. So I started off in community pharmacy as well so that we have something in common. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people start off in community pharmacy. I think a lot of, a lot of our students coming in start off in community pharmacy too. And right. So they come into farm school just like I did. And it's like, oh, I'm working for Rite Aid or Walgreens or CVS or wherever. And you know, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And, and if that's the case, great, do it. Uh, but again, when you get to pharmacy school, you realize, oh, wow, there's so much more out there. You know, like I said, didn't expect to be a full-time college professor and yet fell in love with academia. And, and so here I am. Um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think community pharmacy uh, provides a lot for, for their patients. And so I think it's a great area of pharmacy to pursue. So then how did you get from community pharmacy to academia? Or maybe we're missing a couple steps here. I'll, I'll let you talk. Go ahead. Keep no, talking. No, you're absolutely right. So so I applied to pharmacy school. I actually only applied to Neomed because I just wanted to see what my chances were of even getting in. Um, and, and luckily I got accepted. Um, and so then I graduated in 2014 and I was working in community pharmacy. I, I got a full-time job as a pharmacist at Rite Aid and I was really loving my time there. But, you know, like I said, while I was in school here at Neomed, uh, I realized, you know, I, I fell in love with a lot of different areas of pharmacy. You know, at one point I wanted to become an ambulatory care pharmacist. At another point, I wanted to do pediatrics. At another point, I wanted to do psychiatric. Like it was just every time I got exposed to a new area of pharmacy, I was like, that's, that's what I want to do. You know, and I, again, I think a, a lot of our students are kind of in the same boat. They, they go out on these, you know, fourth year rotations and they're like, oh, I want to do all of this. Then you realize, well, I'm one person. I can't do all of it. So either way, I had an academia rotation in my fourth year and, and I fell in love with academia. I'm like, that's, that's what I want to do. And like I said, I think the faculty here while I was a student made a huge impact on me, right? And, and I would not be here if it wasn't for a lot of the faculty who were here uh, who really helped me along the way. So, so anyway, I graduated and I got a job working full-time at Rite Aid, but I'm like, I can't just say goodbye to Neomed. I need to still be a part of there. So I actually did the teaching and learning certificate that now Dr. Longstreth runs. Um, but at that time I did the teaching and learning certificate. Um, so I was working for free basically for a year while I was working full-time at Rite Aid. Um, and then after that, I stayed on as volunteer faculty for about another year and a half. So still working full-time in community pharmacy, uh, and then, uh, got into, um, academia. Uh, they, you know, like I said, volunteer for, for that other year and a half as well. So picking up just lectures and, and assessments, um, and then got, you know, a fully paid position. And, and within about a year of, of being faculty here at Neomed, I uh, was lucky enough to get the position as director of pipeline programs. So a lot of my work now uh, revolves around, you know, um, meeting with, talking to, putting on events for high school students, for undergraduate college students, for getting the word out there about uh, not only what Neomet has to offer, um, but also what does a profession in pharmacy have to offer? Uh, you know, and I would say that the profession's changed a lot since I first started. I started in 2007 as, as a tech. And it has just changed drastically. Rapidly. That, mm -hmm. Yes. And, and it, it, it's for good though, right? It, it's De definitely. For, mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, and it keeps growing and growing. You know, one thing that kind of irritates me sometimes is when I hear people say, uh, you know, pharmacy is a dying field. It's a dying field. You know, don't go into pharmacy. It's like, what, what are you saying right now? There are more areas of pharmacy now than there have ever been. 
more opportunities than ever is what I was just going to say. So we're thinking the same thought. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's kind of the point of this podcast, right? Is to show people, um, expose people to a lot of the different areas of pharmacy that are out there. So, you know, that's kind of the purpose is to, to tell them pharmacy is not a dying career by any means. It's only growing and it's growing rapidly and more and more health systems and, and other employers are realizing the, the perks and the benefits of hiring pharmacists. I always tell students that, you know, pharmacists save people money, right? So whether it's patients, whether it's insurance companies, whether it's healthcare systems, pharmacists are known for saving people money. So that's why we're seeing pharmacists' job growth in hospitals and in healthcare systems grow rapidly because they're saving those healthcare systems so much money. You know, we all know this. We spend so much money on healthcare in this country. It is ridiculous. And what we're seeing is, is throwing a pharmacist onto that healthcare team uh, really decreases the amount of money that we're spending in healthcare. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it's important to point out that some of that saved money is due to improved outcomes. And that, that's why we're saving money, because we're improving the health care of the patients that we're taking care of. So we're perhaps we're decreasing the number of medications that they're taking. We're making sure they're the most appropriate medications, you know, and we're making sure that everything is the most uh, efficacious and the safest for the patient. So all of that contributes to better patient outcomes and also the cost savings, like you mentioned. Yeah, exactly. And you know, who, who would have thought that having the medication experts, so, so pharmacists go to school for four years is just learning about the medication. So we definitely are the medication experts. Who'd have thought having the medication experts take more of an active role in their patients' medications would improve patient care outcomes, right? But, but that's what we're seeing study after study being published, showing, you know, pharmacists uh, improve patient outcomes and, and help decrease the amount of spending. So anyway, that's kind of how I got to where I am. Um, and so what about you? So tell us your journey. How did you get here? I'm quite a bit older. So I almost hate to, to start off with that. But Fatty was actually a student in my classroom. So that kind of shows you that I'm definitely older. So I, I was one of those classic prospective students that really loved math and science. I know we hear this all the time, but I loved biology, loved chemistry, not so big on dissecting animals and we had to dissect pigs and things like that when I was in high school. Interesting, but you know, it wasn't quite for me. So the combination of the love of biology and, and chemistry, and I also had a pharmacist in the family. So I have a cousin who's a director of pharmacy and I know she really loved her job. She really enjoyed everything that she got to do as a pharmacist. So I decided to pursue pharmacy, went to Duquesne University. So that's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I graduated in, I, I should probably make you guess this. I don't, I don't know if I want to hear the answer. Do you know what I don't, year I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm risky enough to take a guess. Okay, good. good. You're, you're a smart man. Graduated in 1999. What were you doing in 1999? Uh, in 19, <laughs> I don't want to say in 1999, <laughs> I was in sixth grade. Uh huh. So that shows you how old I am. Okay. So 1999, I graduated. And at that time, you know, a lot of people were going out and, and just working, but a few people in, in the class were looking at residency training. So residency training is an additional one to two years of training that you can do after graduating from pharmacy school. And uh, people who want to do residencies tend to want to work in a healthcare system, whether it be a hospital or an ambulatory care clinic, but some sort of, of position where they're going to have a lot of responsibility for patient care. So if you take a residency position, you're usually going to be exposed to a lot of patient care experience, but there'll also be leadership experiences, management experiences, 
there'll be a research project or at least some sort of quality improvement project. So lots of different responsibilities to expose you to different aspects of pharmacy. But not everybody at that time pursued that. So that was that was pretty rare, actually. So I actually had the the community pharmacy background, like you said, that we had talked about. And I worked for a chain pharmacy for a while and I, I enjoyed it. And that's what I did when I was a student in pharmacy school. And I, I loved it. I, I'm one of those students that I loved everything. So every every time I went somewhere different in the last year of pharmacy school and got to see something new, I was like, I like this and I like that. I, I liked it all. But I decided to go ahead and, and do that, that extra year of training, that residency. And you'll hear a lot about residency throughout the, the guests that we talk about. You'll hear some many of them that have actually pursued that path or other different postgraduate training paths like fellowships. We'll talk about that as well. So after that, I should tell you where I did the residency. I did the residency at West Virginia University Hospital. So that's in Morgantown, West Virginia. And I just did that one year. I didn't, I, I was thinking about doing a second year, but I decided that I really liked internal medicine. So internal medicine, taking care of adult medicine patients, you get to see and do everything. And that's what I loved. So you could see patients that had pretty much every disease state every day. So pharmacists now, they can specialize and they can say, I just want to see cardiology patients or I want to see infectious disease patients. And while I loved both of those areas, you know, I decided that I wanted to see everything. So I decided to go for this internal medicine position. And that was at a hospital in Youngstown, Ohio. So for 20 years, I was what, what they called a clinical pharmacist. So I had a lot of direct patient care responsibilities. And I worked at this hospital in Youngstown, Ohio. And eventually Neomed started and I had a shared faculty position. So I was one of the first people that had the opportunity to work at the hospital and to go and teach at Neomed at the same time. So that was really fun. That was exciting. And I was so lucky to have Dr. Longstreth uh, be my uh, professor. I remember you taught us in the cardiology module. And uh, again, one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, come on and, and be uh, a shared faculty member here at Neomed as well, because of people like you, right? You made learning seem so easy and you taught it so well. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. So a phenomenal teacher. She, she really makes things um, easy to learn for sure. Well, thank you for that compliment. <laughs> I know I don't give out a ton of compliments, but you're welcome. <laughs> so, okay. So, so 20 years at that hospital and, you know, in addition to, to taking care of patients, I worked with a team of physicians. I, I would go up on the different uh, nursing units with a team of physicians and some of them were physicians in training and we would get to see various patients every day. And I would make recommendations to the team and we would solve problems together. And I would provide education to the patients before they left the hospital. So very, very rewarding, something different every day. But a few years into that, I looked at my my manager at the time and I said, I'd like to start a residency program. You know, we didn't have a residency program there. I thought it was a great place to work. Lots of great relationships with the nurses and the physicians and, and great training opportunities. So, so we started a residency program. And so then I served as the residency director for 16 years. So that was just the first year residency program, like just like the one that I did. So it was just a very general residency. And for 16 years, I served in that role. And then a position opened up in the office with Dr. A. And that was recently, that was in 2020. And the position opened up and, and they said, you know, what, what types of things would you like to do if, if you took this position and everything that I was interested in pretty much was what the office needed. So they needed somebody to continue to work with the teaching and learning certificate program, which is a, a 
teaching program for residents that want to learn about academia and teach at Neomed. And they needed someone to work in the office. It's the Office of Student Success. I don't know if we've said that yet, Dr. A, but that's the title of the Office of Student Success and help students who are pursuing different careers, help advise them, get them ready for careers, get them ready for that postgraduate training, such as residencies and fellowships, if they decide that that's the route they want to take. So it's been very rewarding. I spend a lot of time meeting individually with students and also meeting in a group setting as well, helping the students to learn, you know, what sort of materials need to go into these applications to pursue residencies and fellowships and how to prepare for the interview steps and how to get letters of recommendation. So a lot of the stuff that Dr. A probably does for prospective students, I probably do for the current students as they're getting ready to leave Neomed. So we like to try to provide a lot of support on both ends. Yeah, exactly. Just two different populations, but you're absolutely right. You know, the the, the students that I focus on are, are applying to Neomed and the ones that you focus on are leaving Neomed, but applying to other programs. Um, so, so clearly two very different back here, right? We come from two very different backgrounds. Um, and, you know, the one thing that I always tell prospective students is I feel like there's an area of pharmacy for every personality type, right? So, for example, I'm the type that I need that patient connection. I need to build relationships with people, right? That's what I thrive off of. That's that's what I love to do is, is building relationships with people, you know? So, so now as a community pharmacist, that's exactly what it was, is building these, you know, relationships with my patients. Now I'm building those relationships with my students, right? Definitely. So, yeah. And, and so if, if you are the type where you're like, eh, I don't really like talking to people too much. Okay. That's fine. There's an area of pharmacy for that as well. Right. So you could think about maybe things like a mail order pharmacy where you're, you're filling prescriptions all the time. You're verifying orders all the time, uh, but you might not be talking to a ton of people. Um, you know, if you could even think of maybe critical care, sometimes you still have to work as part of the medical team. So you have to communicate with the nurses and the physicians and stuff. Um, but you know, a lot of times your patients might unfortunately not be conscious. And so you're not really talking to the patients. Um, you know, so there really is an area of pharmacy for every personality type for sure. Definitely. And, and I think as we go through and we interview the various guests that we have on, we'll make sure that we ask that question. We'll make sure we ask, you know, who's a good fit for this type of position and maybe who wouldn't like this as much. So we'll try to, we'll try to get to the bottom of that for you. We'll try to hear about their career paths, how they got to where they are, you know, if they would have changed anything differently about that career path. You know, it's, it's always good when you can take a look back at what someone did and you could learn from do they make any mistakes? You know, can they help you avoid mistakes? Can they help you get there easier, faster, or can they help prepare you better than maybe they felt they were prepared at that time? Yeah, absolutely. And and so we obviously have a list of, of questions that, that we're going to ask our guests, but we also invite our listeners to submit questions that you would like us to ask our guests as well. So follow us on social media, um, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter at NeomedCOP, so N-E-O-M-E-D-C-O-P on all of our social media accounts. And we will post about a week or so in advance before we're interviewing our next guest. We'll post who we're interviewing and kind of what their background is, and we'll ask you to submit questions. And so we'll try to get your questions. We'll try to ask our guests uh, the questions that you've submitted and then make sure you listen to the, the episode once it's released to see if your question was answered. Yeah, that would be super helpful. I, I, if we could actually ask the questions that you have, that would be, you know, we can ask our questions, but we really want to see what questions you have and, and get those questions answered as well. Absolutely. We do it for our listeners. We do it for our fans, right? So we, we want you to, to be engaged. 
The other thing that I wanted to mention is for any of those prospective students out there who are listening to this, we have a lot of opportunities for you to be engaged with Neomed's College of Pharmacy. Uh, and so I just want to mention a couple of them, but we started a brand new pre-pharmacy club that's available um, for, for undergrad college students, for high school students. We meet monthly. Um, we offer both in-person and virtual options, but it's a great way to just get a little more involved and learn more about the profession. It's a great way to network with current pharmacists with some of the faculty, with current students, and with other prospective students who are in the same shoes as you are as well. So I definitely encourage you to join our pre-pharmacy club. We also offer uh, discovery days as well, uh, in-person and virtual. So these are more smaller events uh, and you would kind of either come onto campus if you signed up for an in-person one or virtually you'd log on through Zoom. And it's kind of more of a uh, one-on-one sort of conversation with me uh, and with my colleagues in the Office of Admission. Uh, and we'll talk about what you wanna talk about. What do you wanna know? Um, we'll go over the curriculum, go over some areas of pharmacy, um, and kind of answer any questions that you might have. We're also offering a pharmacist shadowing program as well. So if you want to get in there and, and shadow a pharmacist, uh, you are welcome to submit a request and we will do our best to accommodate uh, that request. Uh, and we're also starting a student pharmacist shadowing program as well. So if you wonder what it's like to be a student pharmacist here at Neomed, you want to see a day in the life of a, a current student pharmacist at Neomed, we do offer that as well. So a lot of programs available to any prospective students to get more involved in Neomed. So visit neomed.edu slash pharmacy uh, and click on pre-pharmacy to learn more about the programs that we offer there. So Dr. Longstreth, I think we've just about covered everything. Um, and, you know, again, I'm very much looking forward to to this podcast series. I know I'm going to learn a lot. I'm really looking forward to, uh, I don't want to say which episodes, because I think I'm going to love them all, to be honest with you. But there are some that I'm like, definitely can't wait to, to have that guest. You can't have favorites. Don't pick favorites. No, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not picking favorites. But I think uh, some of them are going to be super, super interesting for sure. Yeah, I'm really excited as well. This, this is great that we had the opportunity to start this. I hope the audience loves it as much as we're going to love it. And it'd be really fun to see some of those prospective students come to campus too. So that'd be great if, if some of our listeners actually turn out that they, you know, they come to campus and we get to meet them in person. That'd be great. Absolutely. It'd be awesome for sure. All right. Dr. Longstreth, looking forward to it. I think we're going to have a great time. Yes. Yes. Thanks for awesome. listening. And we'll see you, maybe see you, not, not really see you. We'll listen. You'll hear us on the next episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, again, make sure you subscribe. Uh, so you get notified of when new episodes are being dropped uh, again. Thanks for listening. And hopefully you will uh, listen to our next episode. And again, feel free to submit questions for our upcoming guests on social media as well. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Northeast Ohio Medical University College of Pharmacy's Career Exploration Podcast. We're glad you were able to join us. If you like what you heard in this episode, please be sure to tune in to our next episode. Remember to check out our social media pages at NeomedCOP to submit questions for our upcoming guests. If you would like to learn more about Neomed's College of Pharmacy, we would love to talk to you. Visit www.neomed.edu slash pharmacy and click on pre-pharmacy to learn more or to check out the show notes for today's episode.